You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and today we're taking a romance recharge. I have Amy Wicks as my guest, and we are going to truly move from self-preserving instinct where we were getting all that self-care further into romance. And we got to start that last week with Dylan and Cassandra. Boom. I hope you can check that one out. If you had missed it, it was a very romantic story. And today we're moving right on in to another beautiful story. I love Amy Wicks. Every time I talk to her, I am filled with such joy. And she reminds me so much of the truest, purest form of seven joy that you'll ever meet. So I am always so inspired and lifted up by her. So today, that's why I've titled this episode, The Romance Recharge, because I just know you're going to have some amount of energy given back to you. And I know we all need it as we head into sometimes a month where it almost feels a bit hallmarky, like you have to have romance in February. So I just want to start you there. I get it. I know life has to go on. I know bills have to be paid. I know practicality has to exist. But let me tell you, Amy has been there. She has walked through the dredges of middle marriage with as much joy as possible and with an intact, joyful marriage. So I think that she really is a great person to tell us, hey, the early years, the middle years, whatever years you're in of your life together. So get ready for that. It is going to be such a great time. I want to do a fun teaser with you also to keep your eyes out on our Instagram and on Truity this week because there is something very fun coming up with love languages. And in a couple weeks, you're going to hear me talking with Molly Owens, the CEO on this podcast about the newest love language research. And we're going to talk all love language and Enneagram even more in depth, guys, with more research, 500,000 people worth of research. So I can't wait to share that with you. I also want to let you know tomorrow we have our very special virtual Valentine's Day conference. I'm so excited to see you guys. I hope you can join me on Zoom. It's going to be a fun event, bright time. I have questions I'm putting out there. I'm going to have some of my helpers there, some of my coaches there, and I'm so thankful that we get to spend time together actually visually. And I promise I'll leave my camera on. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I am excited. I'm like, I want my people. So I can't wait to see you to meet with you and also, of course, to share with you. So hope you can join me. Check the show notes for that and make sure you sign up. It's a free conference and that was our way of saying thanks for just being part of the E&M community. Let's hang out and let me inspire you, I hope, with some ways to enjoy Valentine's Day and not just as a gimmicky holiday time, but to truly find your glow together, to truly find a way that you can shine together as a couple and into the world. So looking forward to that. I also want to tell you guys, I hope you're enjoying our deep dive special episodes. We put our first one out on Wednesday of last week on type ones, and we'll be moving into type two through nine every Wednesday over the next eight weeks. So keep up with us if you can, and otherwise just check out your show, but super thankful to have Jen, my wonderful coach and assistant with me. She is phenomenal at helping me to really process each and every type with order as a one herself. And we have finished our deep dives that are PDFs for you also on our website. So you can go get those if you want to truly dive in. I'm talking micro expressions, subtypes. We've created special Enneagram and marriage descriptors for those subtypes. We've created special ways for you to manage communication and marriage tips with these types and wings and explore explaining the arrows and depths and the whole process to you. So if you really want a fluid way to understand your type or your spouse's type on a deeper level, those are ready for you at enneagramandmarriage.com. And the website is so fun, but you know what? I was reminded last episode when I was talking about how I loved my website, how even more I love my quality time with my husband. And we've been talking about date nights and love languages here. We've been talking about our planner, how we're in romance month. And I want to tell you guys, I don't recommend, like I said, just skipping your date nights or your quality time together. Make sure you have fun. We had that whole 15 minute date fiasco. We're making up for it this week. We're taking all of Wednesday, a little bit of Monday night, 
date. And we are going to have two dates next weekend. So we're just really trying to fold in more romance time. And that's unusual for us to take so many, but we happen to have a lot of anniversary dates and fun events happening this month. So we're just taking a little extra time. Whereas in January, at the end, we were just off a little bit. So, and that bled into my dates with my kids too, because as I was sharing, Wes and I got this 15 minute date to the grocery store one week, and that was basically our date night. And then I did the same thing to one of my kids twice. So it was like, we were laughing, like, how is this possible that we're ending up just doing errands and not taking that intentional time? So I'm not saying you can't stop at a grocery store or if like grocery shopping's your thing, which it is truly for some people. Wes really likes grocery shopping. And our grocery store here in Florida is called Publix. And some of you probably know that chain when you come to Florida for vacay. And my family's very protective of that chain. And a lot of people are like, I love Publix and only Publix. I do not like talking like that. I'm saying most people in my family do that. I'm not one of them. But but some people love this kind of date. So nothing against you if you're that person who's like, I love a grocery date or like Wes, you just love to find any reason you can to stop. It's very relaxing for some people, but for others of us, it's not. I get you either way. I understand. And I know our fours want that. They're like, please understand me. And so I do understand you're different and you guys all, whoever you are, whatever type you are. I know you're going to find your routes and you're going to have a wonderful romance month, even if it means that you just cleared the way and you're like, no, I had to work on self-care this month because I got out of balance. You are clearing the way for a better life and marriage together. So whatever you're doing, I'm excited for you. And I hope that today's episode on romance will just inspire you to take it to the next level. But we have to set out time for it. And I was just studying with the teenagers at this ballet mag conference that my daughter's fine art studio had last weekend. And we were going through Esther together a little bit and really studying. I was telling you guys, I got the alabaster study recently and really noting what we could from Esther's cultural story. And Esther is a famous historical figure biblically and historically who really took a lot of time to prepare and to be ready for romance. And I thought that it was a relevant topic to bring up today that whatever you're doing, whatever you're hearing from Amy, whatever you just heard me say, I think the theme we want to really hone in on this month is time. That if you don't take time and remember that you're worth it to take that time, then it's going to come off as quick and not as meaningful. Even if you have fun at it and you make the best of it, the way that you can really bond together is to take time. And one year is a theme I saw a few times in the Bible with ancient cultures taking a year, sometimes when they first married, to really just bask in each other's love. I've also seen time, like I said, in Esther, where she took an entire year of preparing her body nutritionally and with skincare to to really be present her best self. And as I was teaching the girls, I got to thinking about the E&M community and I was realizing, oh my gosh, you know what? We are taking a whole year also on the planner. So that really made me feel good. And some of you are doing the planner with us as an actual physical planner like I am. And some of you are doing the light version while you listen to this podcast. But either way, I want you to understand I am really proud of you for taking some time out and for making your relationship a priority. Just like I said last month, I'm super proud of you for taking time out so that you know how to get your R&R and replenishment. Now I'm really proud of you for leaning in because I know that's hard. I know that's not easy and that that takes sacrifice and risk and instead of anger, compassion, and it, it takes energy and effort again and again and again. So I'm really proud of you. I'm with you and it's worth it. And overall on Romance Month, I'm not saying you need a whole year. Don't worry. Like right this minute, I'm not saying you need an entire year to plan out how to be romantic. But I am saying let's take this year to be intentional and let's let ourselves be found at the end of the year to have done something amazing because I think that's a beautiful part of the tale. That's why I really 
love her story because there are some things in life we don't have choices over and culturally she was very limited, but there are many things that we do have choices over and we don't have to feel that we're punished or that we don't get to take our time. And I think we're looking at stances in the planner this month. And some of us think we have to rush and go fast like me and some like my husband and his stance thinking he thinks sometimes that he doesn't get to even enjoy himself. And then we have others who think I won't be able to be heard or seen or I'm not competent enough to to even do this. And so there's so many things we can trick ourselves with about why we can't allow time for romance. And so I just want to really allow you to reflect on that. You're beloved and you're worth the wait. And we will be doing the work with you. I will be doing the work with you of trying to learn and to grow this year. And so it's not that I'm asking for a year right now. Remember your worth at whatever amount of time you need to prepare yourself with the five senses and with the ways that you and your spouse become romantic together. So I'm going to let Amy take it away in a minute, but I just wanted to share that. And I just want you to be savoring each other a little longer this month if you can. So I'm excited to walk through this with you. Like I said, I've got my eyes wide open for opportunities and I'm setting boundaries around other things. I know I could do a never ending to-do list. If you're one of those people who says my to-do list doesn't end, you don't understand. Krista, trust me, I understand. I understand and I feel it, but we have to surrender that and allow our plans to reality, which is that we'll have a to-do list till the day we die. And unless we take some quality time in that Goldilocks zone, which I described in my newsletter a few weeks ago of about three and a half hours a day of rest versus all day, or forgetting that it's okay to be functional eight to 10 hours a day. Obviously, the rest of the time you're kind of maintenancing and getting some sleep and rest. But in that three and a half hours, play with it and find some times for each other. Don't just take your phones and and leave. Just be present, be intentional. And then yes, work really hard along with me and with Amy on the other time frames. I know I do everything I can But I'm telling you, you're going to go the long haul when you really focus in on that zone of, I need rest every day, even though it might feel like I don't. And I recently had a client tell me that who's been doing that dance for many years and just the victory of realizing that you can actually get more done because your mind is healthier is so beautiful. So give yourself grace. That's been a word for us this year. Just notice with curiosity and try to make plans differently. And sometimes you just, you didn't treat yourself well. Maybe you're single listening and you just didn't save any time for you. And just remember that Goldilocks zone. You need time every single day to decompress. And if you're married, you need time with your spouse to truly connect and to put the phones down and to try to, speaking in terms of Enneagram Glow, rekindle. So you want to light those fires. You do not want to burn one another. And I hope you love listening to Amy with me. She is so very real and authentic and she is so inspiring. So let's chat with her. Amy, I'm so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, there is no way I would turn this invitation down. I am so excited. I am here for this. (laughs) Yay. I'm so happy. It is like all seven vibes today. We are in the romance month. This is the month before we talk about conflict. This is a fun (laughs) month. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So thank you for joining us. I want everybody to both follow your account. So I've been talking about you and we'll talk about that at the end, but just first tell us about yourself. Well, yes, I'm an Enneagram seven and sometimes my eight wing gets a little obnoxious, but (laughs) (laughs) over the years I've been balancing it out. And because we're Enneagram nerds, I'll just throw in two. I would, I am really more of the social seven, which really explains my mistyping journey. And then I also am the one-on-one. So yeah, I definitely, I mistyped myself twice and that is a whole nother story. Oh, what, but, what did you mistype as? Cause we said we could do twists or turns two and before three. we got up. Yeah. A two and three, of course. And I sat in those for quite a while until I just was in denial. Cause I kept thinking, oh, I'm just such a healthy, 
whatever. (laughs) I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) I'm not totally unhealthy. I'm not at the bottom of the heap here, but I am definitely more the average seven looking and growing to be a healthier seven. (laughs) So that's me a little bit. But besides that, besides the Enneagram, I'm a wife, 17 years this month, officially of marriage. And yes, so it's quite the romance month for us. And we have three kids. One of them is driving. How is that possible? And I had three and three and a half years. So it's going to be like a blink and they're gone. They're out of here and I'm not ready. So, um, we're in a sweet spot of that, which I know we might talk about a little bit later, just this fun season with our kids, a really great chapter that we're in. And then I'm an Enneagram coach and I like, I'm having so much fun. I'm a fellow podcaster too. And I just love people. And, and I, yeah, I feel so grateful for where I'm at in life and getting to do what I get to do. Oh my gosh. And you put on a phenomenal conference last year. You really are using all of God's gifts to bring out other people's gifts. You're not all about Mm -hmm. you, which I love that you care about others so much. And, um, I just love that is even further breaking down stereotypes about types. So thank you for all you're doing for our community. You bring a lot of joy and fun and I Mm -hmm. love seeing it out there. Oh, thank you. The summit was a blast and I can promise you there will be another one because (sighs) I just, I can't not do it. And I'm a kind of of the mindset I'll keep doing it until I can't, or maybe I'll keep doing it until I can do it in person and, you know, formulate some great conference and oh, Enneagram in-person conference events, like, come on, I am here for that. <laughs> Me too. I was so disheartened at this plan that, you know, obviously is the better plan, but just the plan of can I do something in person several times in the past year? And then no, no, no. Or the past years. So I'm loving that we found a way that we are all pivoting together and podcasting is getting so big conferences virtually are getting so big. So I'm so happy about that part because I know that was devastating. And as a social seven, you're like, I want my people. Mm -hmm. It really was. It was the whole lockdown thing. I was like, how am I going to do this? What's going to happen? But on that note, it was getting to kind of being put in this place where, okay, we got to shift to how do we, how do we carry on a conference online? 4,000 people showed up last year. Would 4,000 people show up in Kansas city in a mid August week? I don't for five days, probably not, Mm -hmm. not at this juncture. And so I, it just makes me excited to think, you know, and I'm thinking big, I'm, I'm like, we're going to double that easily next year. Cause it was just so good. But again, it being able to offer it online, honestly has ended up taking some of the pressure off, which is great, which allows me to show up for the smaller, uh, at church events and, you know, small group events and the teaching things and the small group coaching with leadership teams. And in the long run, that definitely has won out. And, you know, it's one of those things because 2020 certainly was like refiners fire. And these are the things I'm going to go, well, we did learn that and we do carry that with us. And it's been a gift in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And we can still tire ourselves out with our virtual work in different ways as we're learning. So yes. I'm really learning to pace with you and just mm-hmm. um, knowing that that's something with us being assertive, aggressive types, we have to pace so that even our virtual work doesn't totally take <laughs> us down. So here we yes. are though, finding podcasting as a nice middle ground here. Tell us if we were looking at you from a window, which I loved this question you asked me on your podcast, what would we find you working on that's interesting right now or just doing? Yeah. Well, can I first tell you my one beef about our house and I love our house. It's a mid-century modern, got a cool vibe. It's legit. It's not like new mid-century modern. It's the real like 1960s, <laughs> but my one beef is, is there's no forward facing windows or really great spots in the house where I can look out. And that's why I find myself at coffee shops. Um, thank goodness I can do that now. Yes. But, um, but if you were to look in, you would definitely see a messy kitchen. I mean, can we talk about the countertops? The thankfully <laughs> hide things, but it is nasty. 
<laughs> the sunlight was streaming in today and I was like, holy cow, this is bad. Um, I love it. I love the life of a seven home where yeah, it's like, it yeah. may look good from the surface, but you know, it's going to be a little bit messier because there's a lot of projects inside the head. There's so many. And that's kind of the funny thing because you say, okay, looking in, I'm like, you may not see a whole lot, but the stuff going on on the inside, there is a ton. <laughs> so, so thankfully, thankfully at this juncture, Christmas is cleaned up and gone, like in all seriousness, because we're a seven and a nine and there could be many reasons why it doesn't get put away, yeah. but I have an Enneagram eight daughter. So it did get put away in a timely fashion somewhat. It wasn't as fast as she wanted it. <laughs> There's oh that. gosh, that's, that's real. I'm not going to even like, I won't believe her that, but that is real. And, um, and, and all the things it would just be like, it would, it's, it's comfortable. It's homey. You would see, you know, traces of having company and, and also just like homework and teenagers. And, and the fact that it's, obvious that I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I love my family. I love my home, but I also really love this thing that takes a lot of time. <laughs> so that could give you a good idea of what you would see. <laughs> no, that's real. And I like that. Thank you. That was fun. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because sometimes we might even think we're like, different or better than we are. And you like, just went so deep and real with us. You're like, Nope, it's not perfect. And I just really no. appreciate that. No. <laughs> once I, once I tried to pretend it was in that way. And my one friend who's also a seven, she just was looking around and she goes, your house. Perfect. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Sorry, I hate so to burst your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> not here. <laughs> exactly. So I love that you're just naming it. And then lastly saying, Hey, what's in the head though is interesting. <laughs> so thank it's, you. It's, it's very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate that because that's what gives us that joy outwardly. And we just all need that so much. So we just appreciate that and tell your family, we are so grateful. Um, but tell us a little bit about the seven, nine dynamic. We've had that conversation before here, so we're not yeah. novices, but it looks different with everybody. So tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about your marriage. Yeah. Well, I would, so Spencer and I met each other when we were in our mid to late twenties. So we had had some independence and some time mm -hmm. to really be comfortable where we're at, being able to do what we wanted to do. And I also, I think for me, I, I was able to have some adventures that I really needed to have. And I'm so grateful because motherhood is its own adventure, but I think it would have felt really limited and maybe gotten the, the travel bug itch late in a way that wouldn't have served me. And so I, I look back on that time with such fondness and, mm -hmm. and he really entered in my life in a season where I had, had gotten the opportunity to, to, I just, I had actually literally the, maybe it was like two or three days before as someone had introduced us. I'd just gotten back from leading a mission trip to Morocco and mm -hmm. had this amazing time. It was incredibly healing. There was a, there's a bunch of really sweet moments that prepared my heart to meet Spencer. And I wouldn't have been ready to meet him if I hadn't been for some of the things that happened on that very trip or in that leadership adventure. And so he, he kind of came in and, and he really, for, for me, he just, his, and what I know now to name, you know, that nine serenity mm -hmm. and that, um, he just brought this the steadiness, I sense the steadiness and loyalty in him that I really hadn't experienced. And that's the thing is like, yeah. I was more drawn to same adventure, uh, you know, assertive type people. And that like, those were my friends and that was the circle and we were doing things and moving and shaking. And, and this was a person who had found a career that he liked, studied it in college, no less had followed different, you know, in that same career path, different jobs, moved, had those experiences. And, and there was just, you know, and that's kind of like looking back on it now, I didn't know that. And, you know, but in hindsight, I do where there was just like the steadiness about him. And what's ironic in our meeting each other, which is super fun is that it happened so fast, Krista. I can't even tell you like almost embarrassing. So we met June 25th. He asked my parents permission, if you will, like July 12th. Oh my God. We got engaged August 27th. 
And we married February 20th. So it was so boom, boom. But now like realizing my husband has never moved that fast on anything. In fact, quite the opposite because he is a nine. Mm -hmm. That was a total gift from the Lord confirmation that I needed that this was the one that the Lord felt was best suited for me. And, and there's so many elements that he's so opposite and yet we're the same. It's just been, it's just been real gift because I, before that time, I couldn't say that I had a lot of nines in my life. I look back over my friendships and things like that. And just, there was something different about him, something that I was like, oh yeah, I think it was just like that balance of, of how I wanted and, and how I wanted to engage in life. So I don't even know if I answered your question, but that was a little bit of some of that first meet cute, if you will. And, um, you know, and you know, 17 years will do a lot to you. (laughs) You'll change. You'll go, Oh, wait a minute. I chose what? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, thank the Lord. I chose that. (laughs) Yeah. You'll do a little bit of both over the years. You're right. And I love that you do so that you can keep being thankful again after you lament. I love that. And I love that you take time to grieve sometimes what you didn't get, but I also love even hearing you say you used to hang with a lot of uh, more assertive types here. You and I are, you're still doing that. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's really interesting that we pick friends that are like us. And then we pick spouses that will really challenge us in good ways most of the time. So that is awesome. And what would you say you two are like when you're at your best together, when you're just glowing out there? Oh, this is a good question. One of the things that came to mind because it, it's actually quintessential to a seven, but I I didn't know it. And that is that desire for planning. Right. And, and I guess we did, you and I talked about this a little bit on our podcast, on my, on my episode about your planner. Mm-hmm. And that was, so we, I, and I want to say pretty early on for whatever reason, I expressed that what I wanted for my birthday was to have a breakfast. We could go out for breakfast. Cause that's my favorite thing. And to sit down and, and dream about the year, put some goals on paper plan and things like that. So yeah. for a nine, that's not necessarily intuitive. I mean, he yeah. jokes about before he met me, his taxes never got filed on time, right. make a list. Well, he might write the list, but did he take action on that list? No. Yeah. And so here we are at this juncture and a nine is actually like this, this pairing of me thinking about the future and dreaming and all the ideas and the visions and the hopes and being super expressive and him coming in and being thoughtful, being realistic, Mm -hmm. uh, being tempered in his pace and, and us working together and formulating, okay, what, but what's best for us? How do we partner with the Lord? What's really the Lord calling us to, and these are all really good ideas, but what are the best ideas um, for us together. And in this season, what brings us together? What, what would bring us apart? And for a nine being for me, I'm like, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and do it. But for a nine, it, it needs to be together and it needs to be where, where we share it. Yeah. And so there has been, and I, <laughs> we could have a long conversation about all the, the ways it didn't go well over the years. <laughs> now I understand why, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when we're doing really great, we're we're going over those maybe once a quarter and checking in, seeing, you know, where each other's at, how we're feeling about this. Uh, sometimes it's a once a week conversation, depending if it's things in relation to the kids, maybe helping them pursue something, but, but ultimately just feeling like we have this shared dream, even if it's only about three months, six months, or 12 months, if we share that and we're looking in the future together, in a measured way, in a realistic way. Oh man, what a, like, just to me, that is a beautiful picture of the glow that you talk about. (laughs) Yes. I love hearing that. It's so interesting how you guys found that. And I really like how you just highlighted if he's going to be part of it as a nine, it's going to be together. And it, it can be so such a misnomer with nines because we know they go into their turtle shell, but the truth is they are really more leaning towards other when they're at their best. Typically Um, it's just, they don't want to be not heard. And so that's what makes them go in. It's not because Mm -hmm. they're a head type like us and they're having fun 
doing that. It's that they're jaded. And so they've gone within. So I think that's important for those nines listening that probably, cause we're all more than our type. So it's all right if it doesn't fit you, but probably if you're married to a nine, or if you are a nine, it's nice to remember the goal might be a lot more together time. And I love how he centered and grounded you in some of those plans and cared enough about you to really spend time on that and slow your pace. Yeah. And that's really key because I can just go, you know, it's the, it's the, the fire aim ready. You know, I could go that opposite and he might struggle with a like, that's you cute. Know, aim, 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 aim. Okay. <laughs> ready fire. Um, I do the opposite. And so it's, and, and it's just great because in, in my growth of realizing, oh, I need to, not that I have to get his blessing or okay on every little thing, then that certainly doesn't happen, especially when it comes to my business and, and yeah. all of that. But I've learned how bringing him in at certain points with my business, but then also to make sure like as a family, I don't just plow through in my assertive nature, making decisions, mm-hmm. doing things that's going deferring and going, Oh, Hey, wait a minute. I'm going to check in and see what does he think? How, how does he feel about this? What is, what are some of his desires? And Wow. And it, and not just expecting him to merge with mine, which would be really easy. Oh yeah. Really easy as a seven. But that doesn't really go well. Long-term you end up with resentment mm-hmm. and strife and this below the surface anger that you can't quite name. And you know, something's going on and, mm-hmm. and they do too, but can't quite name it. And it usually comes to that point of like, I just went on ahead and we didn't go in this together. Mm-hmm. And you might've rationalized to your spouse, Hey, isn't this great? And not really giving them time to catch up and even process <laughs> if you're yep. anything like most sevens. So, or eights or threes. So I like yeah. hearing you saying like, just so those who are listening, who might not be there yet, like it isn't going to work long-term. You can't keep that pace with your spouse. You have to let God be God and let your spouse lean in and do their thing too. So I like hearing that he's changed you in that way and you've changed him. And something that's been fascinating is the seven, one, like us versus the seven, nine, or the eight, three versus the eight, one, whatever you're pairing with different types, you do different kinds of growing. So I do think he's uniquely probably settled your anxious spirit. And isn't he, isn't his job forestry or nature or something too? Yep. So he is not in the woods because we live in suburbia, but he's up in a tree or really, you know, more outside and, Mm -hmm. You know, he, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of one of the fun things is that over the years on the flip side of how a silly piece is that I used to be a runner and do races and, and all these different exercise stuff. And I pursued that because I love food, gluttony. Hello. (laughs) And so to balance that out of it, I was like, oh yeah, I got to work out. I got to (laughs) move. And, and for him, he rely on his job to move. But over the years, that was kind of something that he's jokingly said has rubbed off on him is he is now a runner. He he's mm-hmm. going to do his first race this year, or well, that's not necessarily true, but like official yeah. sign up, not, not for work kind of race. And, um, just how that's been this change where there's been that shift, where I see that him going to a three yeah. and, and, and also with the list making and dreaming and future planning, seeing those points of growth where I can go, Oh yeah, that's the three coming out. And it can, if, if I'm not careful, it can feel threatening or it can feel so different. Like what is this coming out? Why are you changing in this way? Or or why is this different? And when I take a step back though and go, Oh no, this is growth for him. Um, you know, that's really beautiful. And I, I think that was all that to say that connection to being outside and getting moving and all of those pieces are, are really key for him. Whereas I have learned too, and that's where in us figuring out careers and, and work and where's the Lord calling us all of those pieces of, he really loves doing what he's doing. And I'm going to champion that. And I'm going to support that. And it looks so different than what I do, but that's great. And I can be hundred percent behind it, even though it looks so different. Oh, that's beautiful. He's really blessed to have you being thoughtful and pausing now and seeing what he's really about. I'm sure he feels so much more loved over the years as you've taken on this posture. I hope so. As we can all go that you go through those messy middle years or, you know, young kids, you've totally lost yourself. You're like, what the heck happened? And, you know, but those are the, those also are the years they shape and they refine and you do 
you do hopefully grow um, your lens of compassion and understanding and appreciation ultimately. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you remind us that if you're in the middle years and you're feeling foggy or it's not easy, that's totally normal. It's just like when you can take that pulled back view, you can see, okay, you know, like I am showing him a different kind of love than I used to because you're working on your vices. You're working on your fixations and your type. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can definitely go back to episodes on that. But I really like that you are trying. I think that intention Mm -hmm. is huge. And I think you have a lot to teach others. I love that it's your anniversary month this month. So happy anniversary to you first. Thank you. Yes, we are. We're actually taking our kids on a fun trip this year. So it'll be with family, but we're going to do something fun. (laughs) Oh, we just did that last year for our 20th and it was a total blast. And they're old enough now that you can still do fun things yourself. Yes, absolutely. It's like, well, we can still take a date night. So (laughs) that's definitely going to (laughs) happen. Yes. And the kids are going to be out of the house soon. So like you hinted at earlier, Mm -hmm. as much as it's a really big season for running around, I know that I don't want it to go by either. So it's like you, people will resonate who have been there and those ahead. We just want to tell you, like, you know how much you love your newborn baby. Well, just times that by however many years old, the love keeps going and growing bigger and bigger. So you're like, I want you with me, even though you drive me crazy and I need some time (laughs) with my spouse, you know? Totally. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Because it's suddenly a little bit more like, you know, it's finite. And, and Lord willing, you have decades together, but it might be from really far away and it's just going to be so different. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's measured. So we're going to, we're going to make sure we take savor, but every seven needs to grow it, savor it a little bit more. (laughs) Oh, I just had a five telling me that today that they reflect backwards and savor. And I'm like, that's something I really need to get better at. So thank you for using that word. I hope we Mm -hmm. can bring that word into 2022 along with grace. Um, Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about your three tips for couples who just need to be reminded of some ways they can be romantic together. We would love to hear from you on a few things. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm sure this has been said a million times over, but the whole planet date you got planned dates and they don't just happen. You don't just, it's like soul care. You can't expect to suddenly find an open spot in your calendar and voila, uh, there you go. So I'm totally guilty of being a classic seven where I prefer the spontaneity. Do we have to do it the same night every week? Like that just feels, uh, um, (laughs) and yeah. And I get it because I, I allude to this before we, we had no community and we didn't have family and we had three kids, three and under, and we're drowning. And how on earth do we get a date? So, you know, I think that the piece here is depending on your chapter of life and what is really involved in that, the age of your kids, finances situation, we really learn to discover or, or like where there's a will, there's a way. And, and we had to find that. And sometimes for me, it's a little bit harder because I am the planner and I am the pusher. Uh, I'm the assertive one, right? So I, I learned to let go of relying on him to plan the things mm-hmm. and to state and to go ahead and just go, you know what? Actually, it's fun. I have some control. I have some say in it. Mm-hmm. Or the least I can do, I can give lots of options because I really equally as a nine would be happy with a lot of different things. And so give some options. And so for some seasons, it was a Sunday morning breakfast because we went to Saturday night church and we had one babysitter that we could find who did Sunday mornings. And then another season where it was at home date nights because we didn't have anybody and we had no money and, you know, but the house was big enough. And we turned on a TV in another, you know, another room and we would go to the other. And then we entered this really fun season where they were started to be old enough where we could do Saturday morning coffee. And now both, both my husband and I usually work six days a week, but we would carve out at least a couple hours. And even though it was a little bit early for a Saturday, we would go to a coffee shop and, and this was before 2020, but, um, we would go and we sit and we would, you know, it was just, we were both fresh and we were energetic and, um, usually had had a good night's sleep. And, and those were just like, 
having that special time was really, really good. So, you know, date nights, again, that daytime, it doesn't have to time. It can be lunches that might work better for your schedule. It could be a mid-afternoon coffee. Um, I'm definitely like the spontaneity, the variety is really huge for me. And so that's been the flavor that has helped keep that. Okay. We should have a date time once a week. And, and then, and don't beat yourself up. If it's once a month, at least it's once a month and you're moving in that direction where someday where you keep that priority and, and that you keep that. So, um, the Mm -hmm. other thing I would say, and again, this is probably a seven thing, but do other fun things that make you laugh? Mm-hmm. I, it, it, that's just, you know, I'm more of, um, I would, my husband doesn't like these things, but I love to ice skate and roller skate and bowl <laughs> and <laughs> play games and different stuff like that. Like cheesy, <laughs> funny, social things. I mean, it's, yeah, I know that that's, as I say, I'm like, that's a little stereotypical, but that's true. Mm-hmm. But all of that to say, it depends how you guys can meet in the middle and what that looks like. But realizing that those are the things that I want to do. And even though he doesn't always want to do them, what, how can we compromise? How can it look a little bit closer, like a fun um, thing that we do? Mm-hmm. The other piece along with that is sometimes because you can't just do it, you two, what if you played games with your kids where it's these fun things that you're connecting in person? It's silly. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually have to compromise big time with five very very opinionated people <laughs> and what that is. We try yeah. to shift it. Um, but that's one of those places, um, those things that we do. And then um, my last thing and that we don't do enough of is I would say massages. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like wiggle my eyebrows, but you know, just like getting in touch with the body mm-hmm. here. It's really good for those who are in the body time, the gut triad, but then also um, for just the silence that it creates for, for me as a seven in the head type, mm-hmm. that's also um, been really life-giving. And so we definitely, as we're getting older and, and maybe some more margin of income happens, then those are going to, you know, we're going to up those because it's always good. We always go like, that is so awesome. <laughs> yes, you're right. And a lot of people enjoy going for couples massages or just massaging each other at home. And yes, I think that you're right on. I love all these tips because you're saying, you know, I love that you said the dates are not negotiable, even if they have to be once a week or once a month, calendar them and then reschedule yeah. them if it, the kids are sick and it's not going to work. But generally yeah. speaking, don't ever give up on these special times together, even if you're like, we see each other every day. So that's a really cool one. And I really think people get stuck on the nighttime dates and you just really like, I've said it, but it's nice to hear it from multiple people. You locked it in. Like Mm -hmm. the way you said it, just locked it in people. It could be a morning date. Don't feel bad if it is. Don't feel bad if it's mid-afternoon. It's not about when. It's just about Mm -hmm. being together. And then I love how you also said, do the fun things, whatever that looks like for them. I'm cracking up about the five different personalities because we have that too. And it's crazy, isn't it? People are like, you guys are so nice. You never fight. It's like, you don't know what that (laughs) home. You have no idea. (laughs) The opinions. (laughs) I have three assertive types. So yeah. Wow. What you do? I do. Yeah. Say a prayer for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. That is great. Yeah. And a nine who can be very assertive with games. I'm sure. Uh, Very competitive. Yep. That was one of the things I learned right off the bat. I was like, he's all easy going and laid back. And then the game comes out and he hates to lose. Oh yeah. I can't be around my nine when she's losing because the happy vibes are gone. Um, (laughs) Luckily nines tend to win in games a lot. I'm like, okay, good. Uh (laughs) Um, But I get it. I get it that you have had to remind us though, even if some, some of this, the fun doesn't have to be just you guys. Um, There's many tribal communities, you know, be a little bit flexible with after you have your date, how can you bring fun in? And it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. just you guys. And then I love how you're just going on to say so many creative ways to touch each other. I mean, from massages to even Mm -hmm. back scratches, West rub, uh, scratch my back last night in bed. And it just really, we didn't need words. I just, Mm -mm. that was our way of connecting and it would have been a long day. And he had just Mm -hmm. come home from his men's Bible study and he needs that as a social type. And, you know, um, it's like, I would rather this than really talk. 
And I'm glad you said that so that people don't feel like they have this one formula they have to follow. Mm, Yeah. And I'm going to throw one more thing in here because I think this is important, especially if you're married to a withdrawing type, Mm. is that I have relied on texting. We, we have a joke about, um, there's a King of Queens episode and we loved, used to love to watch that show, but it was a a little funny thing of where they would call each other and say, I'm thinking of you because it was this complaint. You don't even think of me. You're at work and you're not even pausing. And, and I think this was the accusation towards the wife, but you know what? It's really easy to go in your day and not think of each other. And so that landed early on. And, and since then we have really tried hard to stop at some point in our day and ask a genuine, like, how's your day going? It might be the same question, but it, it gives that launching path later on to have a in-person conversation. Cause if you go like this whole gap and it feels like there's been this, not this touch point, or even that like, Oh, how is my day going? What, what do I really think? Or how do I really feel? Whatever that is, especially for the withdrawing person, it just helps springboard the conversation later on. Cause maybe they go, Oh, it's been really hard and blah, blah, blah. And then that you, you know how to start your conversation when you're in person or vice versa. Oh, it's been a good day. It went by so fast. And then, Oh, how was that? So mm-hmm. there's just that little, like, yeah, technology gets in the way and yeah, t- all the texts can be frustrating because it can feel disruptive, but how about use it for our advantage and a, a point of connection uh, with our spouse in a way that is meaningful and leads to better conversation. Hmm. I cannot tell you how important that tip is. That's a great one. It could be used even for conflict for some couples, as I know you probably remind some of the people you work with, but it can also be used for like, obviously when I say that, I mean, working through conflict with less angst, but also just to connect, even if the withdrawing person can't get to the phone. Like I have some teacher clients who say, I can't, I'm teaching all day. I don't have a break to get to my phone. But sometimes just knowing that they got a message from you is that touch point or you reducing expectations of I'm going to hear back. But I know that can be for head types too, in the way that we can get lost in our projects. And Mm -hmm. so I've noticed my family text has been fun and my one-to-one with my husband too. But, um, you know, this today, for instance, he and I sent a couple memes back and forth, and that was a fun way to connect through the morning and that busy afternoon. And by the time, to be honest, by the time when you're in this stage of marriage that you do see each other, you might be so tired that there's not much left. And so a, obviously we have several nights a week. This audience knows that I've had to rework that to where we have some nights just for us, but like the ones where we really don't, at Mm -hmm. least we had that and we were best friends through the day. Right. Yes. Oh, that's so good that we were best friends in the day because that's what you do with your best friends. You check in. Hey, how you doing? I'm thinking of you, or I saw this funny thing and you came to mind. If, if we began, you may not have felt like I'd, I didn't marry my best friend. We didn't have enough time to become best friends, but <laughs> yeah. we have become best friends. And how would I nurture any relationship if I'm going to be intentional? I mm-hmm. have to, I have to posture it the same just because we're getting to go to bed together at night and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's friends with benefits, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we have to be intentional in the same way. <laughs> well, that is very well-spoken like a seven. We could treat it like that if we're not careful because of being in our heads or any head type. And then, like you said, any withdrawing type, the four fives and nines. And I can tell you that ones can do that. And of course, twos aren't as likely to do that, but where twos can do it is they're so busy doing everything else that yes. they're not able to be with their spouses. And of course, even threes can tend toward that. I'm going to work all day Mm -hmm. and all night. So I don't think there's a type who this doesn't apply to. Like if you're going to want romance, you have to put time in, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. It takes work, but it's so worth doing. Yes. And be creative. And if you ever need creative tips, I know Amy is one of the most creative people I know, and she's on Instagram. So (laughs) tell us where everybody can find you and connect with you so they can just continue to glean. Oh, well, thank you, Krista. I feel like I glean so much from you and all of that sort of stuff. I love your glow guide. I just want to 
throw that out there. I think it's phenomenal. You did a phenomenal work. And I think even as a coach, it's so good for me to read from other people's perspectives and just see, see the material in new light and see it paired up in the unique way that you have. So it's so, so good, but of course, of course, I would love to talk to your people and it's wholehearted Enneagram. I do use my direct messages. I know not everybody does that, but I really love having the conversations there behind the scenes. And, um, sometimes it leads to more conversations and sometimes people just get what they need and I have done my job. So I love it. I love that too. And I love that you are potentially, and I know your schedule probably changes, but even open for coaching too, sometimes. Yes, I do. And I, I is kind of one of those things that I am starting to get to that point going, okay, how do I multiply myself? But I usually keep about 20 revolving spots total. And, um, those have been quickly filling up, but I still usually like every month, a couple spots open up for someone else to do like three months of sessions with me, uh, and, or until they are ready to graduate. Oh my goodness. How fun. I love this. Oh my gosh. One of the fun things too, that I've started doing is mother daughter sessions. And that is kind of the piece. So how you do, you know, marriage, it's, it kind of works the same way. It's different, but, and in particular teenage and older, um, but having benefited with my teenage girls, um, just that Enneagram understanding and the ways that it's really enriched our relationship. I've wanted to take it to other moms, knowing that's a common struggle and, um, man, it's awesome to see the good fruit, just being able to put on each other's perspective for a little bit and work out some of those sticking points. Oh my gosh. That is so valuable. I know listeners who are older are like, I wish I'd had you when I was a teen. And then be thinking of her, if you have teens or if they're coming up, because these years are, I mean, hormonal daughters. Oh my gosh. I've got one in the house today and it is, we almost always do as my listeners know. <laughs> so yep, nothing yep. new, but like, ouch, you know? So yes. it's really important that we all connect and keep growing at every age. So I hope that you will check Amy's page out and just keep enjoying and sharing the joy and getting your rest, Amy, because we need you. We love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. A little bit more rest is in order in this year, but I am loving every minute. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Me too. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Krista. This has been so much fun. Of course. (laughs) Oh, you do. Oh my gosh. Was that not so fun to talk to Amy? I am so glad and so uplifted. It is a beautiful gift when somebody shares their joy with you and we all go all over with that. So she just uplifted us all so much. So make sure you go to Simply Wholehearted to check out her podcast. Also make sure you go to her Instagram and I'm leaving all that in the show notes along with our Valentine's virtual conference info. If you want to learn more about your glow pairing, you can also go visit enneagramandmarriage.com for that. We have so many fun shows coming up for you guys. We have B Chestnut coming on. We have Tyler Zach coming on from Gospel for Enneagram. We have Kim Eddy coming on as well as the CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Holmes. Truity is going to be coming on for a special love languages and research episode. So get ready for a lot of fun. Don't keep all the fun to yourself. Share it, like, subscribe everywhere you can. Enneagram and marriage. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.